picking up this morning, and the title of this one is called Just One Word. Say that with me. Just One Word. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 is our text. It says, Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all of this. Our first message, we went back and got the whole text, so we're not going to do that this morning. You can listen to that at www.victorywired.com or on your app. So never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request. Reading on, he says, your most unbelievable dream and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. Those sound like really fresh new words. You're going, man, is that in the Bible? Let me give it to you in King James. So it's a little bit more churchy. Sounds a little more familiar to you, okay? Now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that is at work within us. Tell your neighbor on your left side, say, neighbor, you have no idea what's working inside you. Y'all hear that this morning? You got some mighty power. You have the power of Almighty God that is working inside you in your life, working out, working in His salvation into you. Philippians 2 says, For it is God which works in you both to will and to do of His good pleasure. The verse right before that says, Working out your salvation with fear and trembling. So when God works in, then we work it out. We work out what He's already worked in. Come on, somebody. And so this morning, it's the power of God that is working in us. My text is chapter 20 of Second Chronicles. Second Chronicles, Old Testament book written by the prophets of the Old Covenant, giving us a history of Israel and Judah and the kings that led the people of God. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 20. Everybody say 2020. Now you're going to get this. I did this on purpose because I believe this is our vision with crazy faith for 2020. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 20. Early the next morning, the army of Judah went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. On the way, Jehoshaphat stopped and said, Listen to me, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. This is what he said. Read with me. Come on, saints. First word, everybody say it. Believe in the Lord your God, and you will what? Be able to stand firm. Get it again. Believe in his prophets and you, King James says, believe in his prophets and so shall you prosper. So this 2020 scripture is our 2020 vision and prophets are seers. So you want, you want to know what Bible 2020 vision is? Believe in the Lord your God and you'll be able to stand. Believe his prophets and you will succeed. Everybody say, I got to get me some of that. 2020 Vision. This is a year to step up our faith game and to exercise some crazy faith in God's ability to do what he said he would do. Does anybody believe that this morning? Say amen. One thing, because no word from God is void of power, just one word can change everything. No word from God is void of power. That's the actual literal Greek in Luke chapter 1, verse 37 to 39, the CD's jumped off the track up here in my brain. But it's the story where the angel Gabriel has appeared to Mary. 
and he tells her that she's going to bring forth the Son of the Most High, and she says, how can this be, seeing I know not a man? And he says, no word from God. In the Greek, it says, no word from God is void of power. The, the King James says, nothing shall be impossible with God. Nothing shall be impossible with God. Greek says, no word from God is void of power. And so based on that context there, and you remember when she heard the promise, she said this at the close. She said, be it unto me according to your word. Everybody say, be it unto me. That's our agreement. That's our saying amen. That's our saying yes. I hear the promise of God. It's yes. And to the glory of God by the church, 2 Corinthians 1, we rise up and say amen. It's like a two-party check. Jesus has signed it and said yes. You sign your name and say amen. It's the promise of God is in my life. So amen means so be it. Because no word from God is void of power. Just one word can change everything. Read it like you mean it. Because no word from God is void of power. Just one word can change everything. Come on, one more time, everybody together. Because no word. Do you believe that? Say amen. Let's bow our hearts for a word of prayer. Gracious God. We acknowledge our desperate need, and we praise you for your mighty power. Thank you that there is no need that we have that you yourself are the, aren't the answer. You are the answer. You are everything that we need, Jesus. We look to you, and I ask you today that you would stir in the hearts of your people a fresh hope. Lord, just a glimmer of faith that begins to grow that will become a crazy faith that will trust God in the face of things that man says are impossible and we now know that with God nothing shall be impossible. We ask you today in the name of Jesus that you would speak with specificity into the hearts of individuals that have unique problems. Take a coal off of the altar of God and drop it into the, every heart in this room. Tailored design, make, oh God, a word. Just one word is all it takes. God, we don't need a new idea. We need a word from you. Give us a word today. Give us a word that will change everything, a word that will get down in our hearts and that will wrestle with us and that we'll struggle with. And God, we'll step up and our faith will arise and we'll put our trust in you and your ability to do what you said you would do. I acknowledge that apart from you, I am nothing and I can do nothing. But God, I'm so grateful that I'm not apart from you. And that through you, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'll be careful to give you the praise. Fill this place today with your Holy Spirit. Convict us, challenge us, comfort us, change us. Bless us, we pray in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, amen. Have you ever been in a situation where you feel like your friends have turned against you and folk all around you have made up their mind that you're not going to make it. And you feel like everything has been stacked against you, the deck has been shuffled, and it's definitely not been dealt to you in your favor. Circumstances have arisen, and sometimes not just the people that are in competition with you at your job or folk in the neighborhood that don't care for you, somebody at school, Sometimes it can be people in your own family. Have mercy, Lord. It's, it's 
just blows my mind when that kind of stuff happens. And what you've got to remember when you're in those periods of opposition like that is that it's not flesh and blood that we're wrestling with, Paul said in Ephesians chapter 6, but it's spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. Our battle is not with people that are different than us. Our battle is what is motivating the hatred in the hearts of white people and black people and red people and yellow people. Our, 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 our battle is in the minds of men that traps people in prison bars of limitation. And our battle is to, uh, as the people of God, as the church of God, that we would be a demonstration. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 10 that to the, to the wisdom of God that we would by His wisdom be a demonstration to principalities and powers. All of those that are attempting to oppress in this area, the church would arise and be the opposite of how the rest of the culture is acting and behaving. When culture is motivated by a tacit compliance to inequality and social injustice and racial hatred and prejudice. It's going to take a people that intentionally go out of their way to build relationships across those distinctions and those differences. To demonstrate to people that Acts 17 says that from the beginning of time that all men have been created initially from one blood. Y'all are quiet in here this morning. Help me just a little bit. Come on. There is one blood. And I want to tell you something, the whole concept that has, that has bound America for centuries, that, has, that, that set us into the period of the trans, transatlantic slave trade that carried us into Jim Crow laws, that, that still has us in a kind of a tacit compliance right now. Here we are in 2020, and we're still seeing the same kind of junk that was being battled 50, 60, 100, 150, 200, 300 years ago. Because the stuff exists in the hearts of men. And I want to tell you, you can't legislate what's wrong in the hearts of men out of their hearts. It's going to take a work of the Holy Spirit and an act of grace. And we have to be a people that arise and declare that our brothers and sisters, we live out of the attitude that grace is bigger than race. And God has called us to demonstrate what it means to love one another and to have a brotherhood uh, along with uh, the vision of Dr. Martin Luther King that we can sit down together at the table of brotherhood in red and yellow and black and white, be able to enjoy the benefits and the blessings of the kingdom of God. Because no word of God is void of power. Just one word can change everything. When a host gathers against us, point number one, this is the story of the king of Judah, a young man by the name of Jehoshaphat. His name, break it down, Shaphat, were the judges of Israel, the Shophatim. Jeho is a derivative or a, a prefix that is in the, the, the name Jehovah. And so when you see Jehoshaphat, when you see Jehoshaphat or Jehoshaphat, or however I've heard every preacher preach it different ways, and probably all of us are mispr mispronouncing it, but the guy's name literally means God is judge. And he was a leader that God raised up in the, in the time where the Jewish people were oppressed. They were, every nation was attempting to try to snuff them out and try to get rid of them. Do you know if you just avail yourself of a little bit of history, every people group on the planet have at some point in time been oppressed. And every people group at some point in time have been the oppressor. It's history. 
as the people of God, as the blood-bought church of Jesus Christ, as the, as the pillar of truth, as, as the deposit of the Holy Spirit, we are a people that are to be called to live above that nonsense and to demonstrate the opposite of that. There's a war with the surrounding nations. First, I'm sorry, Second Corinthians, not Corinthians, have mercy. Second Chronicles chapter 20 verse 1 says it this way. After this, the armies of the Moabites, the Ammonites, and some of the Munites gathered and declared war on Jehoshaphat. Now, most of us don't experience that kind of a degree of oppression or attack in our lives. Most it's just a disagreement at work and a few folks that are jealous, somebody that doesn't just like us, somebody at school, somebody at work, somebody in the neighborhood, somebody in the family. But Jehoshaphat is dealing with full frontal attack. People have conspired. Neighboring nations have made a, made a pact and an agreement to destroy Judah and Jehoshaphat. And the Bible says that messengers came and told Jehoshaphat, a vast army from Edom is marching against you. And they even give him a report in terms of how they've already begun to encroach in the, in the nation of Judah. Verse 3 says, Jehoshaphat was terrified. How many of you know if you're leading a nation and you hear that there's an, a full onslaught, an attack, it's, it's probably human just to be scared. It's, it, it's, it's a human response that we either have a fight or flight because of, of a fear mechanism that has been built into us. When we are terrified, we're going to do one or the other. And the scripture says uh, that Je Jehoshaphat was terrified and he begged the Lord for guidance. I love that. As scripture says, he also ordered everyone in Judah to begin fasting. How many of you know, it's amazing how what you have never done before all of a sudden can become commonplace when you get desperate enough that you need God. You can, you can get on your face and start begging God for some help. And you can basically tell everybody around you, look, I, I, I'm sounding an alarm. I don't know if you recognize how bad this thing is, but you need to put the fork down and you need to lift up your voice and begin to pray and call on the name of the Lord because we can't handle this. This thing is bigger than we are. But Jehoshaphat knows that just one word, because no word from God is void of power, just one word can change everything. Everybody say, it changes everything. So people from all the towns of Judah came to Jerusalem to seek the Lord's help. There's a spirit of unity that is pervasive in Judah now because the leader has arisen and said, people, we need to pray. Preachers pray. Folk expect preachers to pray. We would call them the priests in the Old Testament. But when a leader prays, if a king prays or a governor or a mayor or a president and they actually stand up with a, with a spirit of contrition and some humility and say and reminds us that we have been a people who have gone before God and we've known what it is to pray and call on the name of the Lord. And I ask you to call on the name of your God and cry out to Him because we're desperate. There's something that happens when, 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 a, when a president of a nation, when Abraham Lincoln stood before the people and declared the words of the Lord and asked for the mercy of God. Somebody said one time, which side is the Lord on? He said, it's not about whose side the Lord's on. It's about are we on the Lord's side? And so a leader can remind the folks of the proper perspective of the way to look at things. The scripture says, Jehoshaphat stood before the community of Judah and Jerusalem in front of the new courtyard of the temple of the Lord. Verse 6, he prayed. 
The leader prayed. The king prayed. He prayed, O Lord God of our ancestors, you alone are the God who is in heaven. You are ruler of all the kingdoms of the earth. You are powerful and mighty and no one can stand against you. He's making declarations of faith that will stir the hearts of the people. He's not telling God anything God doesn't already know. He's saying these words to bring faith up in the hearts of the people that are hearing him. He says, Oh, our God, did you not drive out those who lived in this land when your people Israel arrived? Did you not give this land forever to the descendants of your friend Abraham? Your people settled here and built this temple to honor your name. They said, whenever we are faced with any calamity such as war, plague, or famine, we can come to stand in your presence before this temple where your name is honored and we can cry out to you to save us and you will hear us and rescue us. Put your hands together. Come on. I want, to stir, I want to stir you up in this year when politics are crazy and division is at its extreme level that I've never seen before in my lifetime. And, and just the antics that are going on with both parties. And I just want to tell you, our, our, our need is not going to be answered by a political issue. Our need is a spiritual need and we're going to need a spiritual revival to turn this nation back to God. And I'm crying out for crazy faith to arise in your hearts. He says, and now see what the armies of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir are doing. You would not let our ancestors invade those nations when Israel left Egypt. We could have marched through and inundated them, but you had us go around. He says, so they went around them and did not destroy them. Now see how they reward us. I mean, sometimes the folk that you're the best to can turn on you. If you've never experienced that, just live a little while. Everybody at some point experiences the, 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 the pain, the outrageous breaking that comes in your heart when someone you invest in and you pour into and you love and then the betrayal comes. People that you've, that you've given to sometimes can turn and steal from you and your heart is broken. And, and Jehoshaphat is crying out. He says, now how, see how they reward us for they've come to throw us out of your land which you gave us as an inheritance. And he says, oh, our God, won't you stop them? We are powerless against this mighty army that is about to attack us. We do not know what to do, but we are looking to you for help. Sometimes the best thing you can do is admit you don't have a clue what you need to do next. Just quit acting like you got a plan because you don't have a plan. Everybody knows you don't have a plan. Quit trying to be the man, the man with the plan or the woman with the plan and just get, get real and go, I, I don't know what to do, but I'm crying out to God and God knows what to do. He's got my life in his hands. Come on, this is not teaching at a deep level. This is about stirring up a whole month. This whole month is about stirring up some crazy faith inside of you. Faith that trusts God's character and faith that is confident in God's ability to do what he said he would do. We just need one word. Everybody say, just one word. Because no word of God is void of power. Just one word can change everything. The scripture says, as all the men of Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives, and their children. I love that. I love that. You get desperate enough and men will come to the house of God. And they'll stand beside their wives and not just expect the wives to be the spiritual leaders in the house. But men will really actually be the men of God they're called to be. Men will actually man up. Man up and open their mouths and say, family, forgive me. I've not 
been the leader that I need to be, but from now on, Daddy's going to lead. Daddy's going to be a man of prayer. Daddy's going to lead this family together. We're going to pray. And Mom and Dad are going to stand in agreement. We're going to believe God that we're going to raise some champions that are going to be world changers. And what everybody else says you can't do, don't listen to them, because with God you can do all things. I want to be so careful how I share this because I don't want anybody to think that I'm bragging. It's not my heart. But I can't do anything except say praise be to God for what he's done in the lives of my two children. It just is crazy. blows my mind. Abby called me yesterday. She, I was at the gym, and I was working out. She FaceTimed me, and I, I said, I'll call you back in an hour. I got home. She said, Dad, I have some dates. I said, what, what for? She said, well... Uh, we're going to have a listening party. I'm going to fly you up to New York, and there are going to be some really pretty, some, some famous people there. And uh, we're going we're to have a listening party in the Electric Lady Studios. But before that, I want you to save February 9th to the 18th. I said, what's going on then, baby? She said, well, Dad, I've been blessed in ways that I can't even describe to you. And I'm going to Italy, and you're going with me. And so this morning, I just want to say, you know, I remember having dreams for my kids when they were little, but this has blown my mind plumb outside my head. And I just want to tell you to dream, dream big dreams for your children. If my mom ever told me one thing, she would always say, son, don't ever, ever let anybody take your dreams from you. Because if you've got your dreams, you've got the picture of what God has for you in the future. I remember Abby telling me when she was a little girl, she said, Dad, all I've, I don't care if I ever make any money or not. I just want to make music with the best musicians and singers in the world. And she'd been doing that the last three years of her little old life. It's crazy. It's crazy. It blows my mind. Just, uh, by the way, just want to show you a picture of my grandson. There he is right there. There's Henry Wade right there. How you like that? I got on... I took a picture this morning. I said, I'm wearing my Henry socks to church today. We got a family text that's going on all the time. We're laughing and cutting up and having a good time and praying. Pray, pray right in that text. Pray for me. I got this meeting. Abby would say, Drew says, pray for me. I'm going before this big client. Just asking God for a favor. Pray for me. I put my prayers in there. And we just we see how the Lord answers the prayers and how he does crazy things. And you know what? They ain't nothing special about me or my family. You know what God does? God is not a respecter of persons. God honors faith. God honors faith. The only reason that I, that I take time to tell you a little bit of this is I want to tell you the, the most incredible thing you can do is build confidence in God and faith in the Lord into the lives of your children. Because if you will do that, I promise you, you'll raise up a generation of world changers. They'll be champions in the kingdom of God. And that's, that's the reason God gives us this stewardship with them for just a few years. Jehoshaphat cries out in desperation. Everybody begins to seek the Lord. And the second point is the Spirit of the Lord comes on a guy by the name of Jehaziel. Some prophetic choir dude, singer, musician, prophet of God. The Scripture says in verse 14, The Spirit of the Lord came upon one of the men standing there. How many of you know if you'll show up and seek God, He'll show up and speak? 
Now, let me just tell you, I believe that God is speaking all the time. We just don't hear because of the, all the cacophony, all the din of noise, all of the screaming, honking geese of our circumstances that are flying across the top of our heads all the time and media and culture and expectations of people and all of this stuff. Elijah said in 1 Kings 19, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in it. There was a great wind, but the Lord was not in it. There was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in it. He said, the Lord was in the still, small voice of my spirit. I have numerous times in my life heard the voice of the Lord, and it's never been audible external out there. It's always been internal right in here in my gut. I've heard the Lord speak, and I want to tell you, if you can discipline yourself to shut out, 1 Corinthians 14 says there are multitudes of voices, and none of them are without significance. Every voice is trying to be heard. Every person on every kind of social media is shouting from the housetops trying to get their opinion across to you. But what you have to do is shut out everything and learn to listen. Jesus says, my sheep know my voice. If you're his sheep, when he speaks, you will learn to identify it. You will listen. Come on, somebody. we got to learn to listen to the voice of the Lord. And the only way we're going to hear his voice is if we learn to quiet ourselves in the middle of all the junk that we're going through. The Spirit of the Lord came on one of the men standing there. His name was Jehaziel, son of, and it gives his whole heritage. Finally, a Levite who was a descendant of Asaph. Look what he says. He said, listen, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Listen, King Jehoshaphat. So he's about to prophesy to the leader. <laughs> that would be like me going to the White House. I'm not going to mention anybody, whoever, whatever, the last five or six presidents, and me saying and calling his name and saying, this is the word of the Lord. He says, listen, King Jehoshaphat, this is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid. Look at your neighbor and say, fear not. Did you know 365 times some version of don't be afraid or fear not appears in the Bible? Isn't that incredible? What do you think? You think that's a coincidence? Why is there 365 declarations of don't be afraid? 365 times the Bible says fear not. Why? 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 Every day you're going to have a chance to be afraid of something. And God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. Put your hands together. Come on. You don't have to fear anything except the Lord. You want the fear of God in you, the reverence, the awe, the love for the Lord. That's literally what the fear of God means. When you fear God, you won't fear any man. When you fear man, you'll fear everything. Fear of man brings a snare, Proverbs says. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged by this mighty army, for the battle is not yours but God's. Now, you talk about some good news. When you get some messengers... When your cabinet and your military guys that are, uh, that, that are advising you tell you that they're gathered on all the sides and they're about to surround us on all sides, but you get a word from God that says, guess what? This is God's battle. It's not yours. Man, you're talking about some good news. This was the gospel for Jehoshaphat. The Bible says, tomorrow march out against them. You will find them coming up through the ascent of Ziz at the end of the valley that opens into the wilderness of Jeruel. Verse 17, but you will not even need to fight. Look at your neighbor and say, you don't need to fight. This is God's battle. Take your positions, then stand still and watch the Lord's victory. 
I love that. It's, it's hearkening back to what God said to a prophet in the past when Israel was leaving Egypt and Moses took the rod of Moses, which became known as the rod of God, and he dipped it into the water, and the waters parted after he said, Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Salvation is not just a ticket to heaven. Salvation is complete deliverance. Salvation is completely being set free, healed, blessed, prospered. Sozo. The salvation of God is not just a home in heaven on a street of gold. Salvation is God setting you free entirely so that you are free as God made you to be free. I wish I had my church here in this room to help me preach a little bit this morning. He says, but you'll not even need to fight. Take your positions and stand still and watch the Lord's victory. He is with you. If y'all don't remember anything I've said today, hear these words right here. Four words. He is with you. Say it with me. He is with you. Say it. Make it personal. He is with me. Wow. If I can just stir up your faith just a little bit this morning to remind you that God's here because he walked in with you. And when you walk out, he walks out with you. And he goes wherever you go. And he is with you even to the end of the age. The scripture says, I will never, 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 never leave you nor forsake you. When it says, I will never leave you nor forsake you, there are literally five negatives in the Greek. I will never, 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 never. Five is the number of grace. God's going to fully empower you to stand against whatever you're afraid of because he's not going to leave you nor forsake you. Somebody say amen. O people of Judah and Jerusalem, do not be afraid or discouraged. Go out against them tomorrow, for the Lord is with you. Look at your neighbor and say, don't be afraid. Because no word from God is void of power. Just one word can change everything. Look at Jehoshaphat's response, and I'm finished. Point number three. King Jehoshaphat bowed low with his face to the ground, and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem did the same. I mean, you know what leaders do? Leaders set the example. Come on, let's not talk about presidents. Let's talk about moms and dads in the home. When you, when you maintain a posture of obedience and humility before the Lord, you will raise children that will do what they see you do. When every other word coming out of your mouth curses the name of God, you will raise children that will do what they see you do. Come on, folk, honor God. Come on, folk, put your trust in the Lord. Come on, parents, be leaders in the house. Put your face on the ground when it comes time to pray and let your children see you trust God. God, then when God answers your prayer and shows up and shows out in your life, you have just marked your kids with a mark that the enemy can't take off. You have marked them with an indelible print of what trust in God will do. Hallelujah. Man, I feel it in this place this morning. The Levites and the clans of Kohath stood to praise the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud shout. Sounds like they got a little bit Pentecostal. Early the next morning, the army of Judah went out into the wilderness of Tekoa on the way of Jehoshaphat, stopped, and he said, Listen to me, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Put it back up for me, that verse. Read it out loud. Here we go. Everybody say it. Believe in the Lord your God, and you will be able to stand firm. Believe in his prophets, and you will succeed. That's your 2020 vision right there. Second Chronicles 2020. Believe God in what he said, and you'll be able to stand. Believe the word of the Lord in the mouth of his prophets, and you will prosper. Hallelujah. Mm, I believe 2020 is going to blow our minds. I believe 2020 is going to be so amazing and so incredible in what he's going to do. We're going to shake the principalities and powers. Come on. Don't, don't sit home tomorrow night and go, well, I wonder what kind of crowd they had because this is going to be a turning point in Crittenden County. 
We have a dream. We believe in the Lord. We believe God's bigger. Grace is bigger than race. Verse 21, after consulting the people, the king appointed singers. This is the craziest thing. Who does this? Okay, great. You've got a word that you don't have to fight, that you can stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. But their battle plan, their strategy was, instead of putting swords and spears on the front of the battle line, they took the praisers and those that played the harp and those that played the trumpet and those that sang, and this is even tells us what they sang. It says, give thanks unto the Lord. His faithful love endures forever and forever. How many of you know, when you... Obey God to do what seems like the craziest thing. You are doing it with crazy faith to honor God's word. And he will show up and vindicate you. He will show up and deliver you. He will show up and set you free. Come on, somebody. Put your hands together. He put the praisers out in front of the army. Who does that? That's crazy. Verse 22, listen, listen carefully. At the very moment, everybody say the very moment. At the very moment, they began to sing, give thanks unto the Lord. His faithful love endures forever. The very second they started to sing, the Bible says the Lord caused the armies of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir to start fighting among themselves. Think about that. You've got people that have conspired against you. And if you'll not get your mind on who the people are and the personalities and remember that you're not fighting against flesh and blood, but the, per, the principalities, the demonic spirits that are motivating those people to stand against you, and if you can fight your battle on that front and not face-to-face -face with another human being, and you can keep a song in your mouth, and you can say, I'm going to give thanks to God because I'm going to just stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. When you do that, God will confuse your enemies and start calling, causing them to kill each other. Y'all not helping me this morning. Come on. The Bible says in the Amplified Translation that the Lord set ambushments against the enemy and they were self-slaughtered. I love it. That's what a little bit of praise will do to confuse the enemy. He's expecting you to grumble. He's expecting you to gripe and curse God. But when you can say, no, I don't, I don't have time for anything negative to come out of my mouth. I'm going to give the Lord some praise because I know he's good and his mercy endures forever and ever and ever and ever. I'm going to give thanks to the Lord for he is good. When you do that, give me a key. That's wonderful. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. How many of you love Jesus? Say yes. It says they began attacking each other. When the army of Judah arrived at the lookout point in the wilderness, all they saw were dead bodies lying on the ground as far as they could see. Not a single one of the enemy had escaped. Now, when I'm preaching this this morning, folk, we're not talking about literal war. We're not talking about dead bodies and blood and carcasses. We're talking about a spiritual war. We're talking about letting our words, let a song be in our mouth, letting faith be in our heart making our declaration that our trust in God's character and our confidence in his ability to do what he says he would do. Just a little bit of crazy faith. This is, this is the end. They went out together the plunder. They found vast amounts of equipment, clothing, and other valuables, more than they could carry. There was so much plunder that it took them three days just to collect it all. How many of you know the Lord may be taking you through some battleground scenarios because he wants you to get all of the bounty that's left over when the enemy runs off scared. 
Somebody in this room, hear this. The Lord's taking you through deep waters because he knows your enemy can't swim. Are you hearing me? Come on, somebody in this room, God's taking you through some fire because you've got the divine asbestos suit of the Holy Ghost power on you and you're going to come out with even the, without even the smell of smoke, but your enemy's going to be burnt to a crisp. Are y'all hearing me this morning? Hear the word of the Lord. They marched into Jerusalem to the music of harps, lyres, and trumpets, and they proceeded to the temple of the Lord. When all the surrounding kingdoms heard that the Lord himself, everybody say the Lord himself, God showed up and fought against the enemies of Israel. The fear of God came over them. Last verse, verse 30. So Jehoshaphat's kingdom was at peace, for his God had given him rest on every side. How many of you know, the scripture says, if a man's ways please the Lord, he will even cause his enemies to be at peace with him. Jesus grew in wisdom and stature in the favor of God and man. If you keep your focus on you and growing with the Lord, he'll, he'll shut the mouths of your enemies. He'll still the avenger. Oh, Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. For thou hast set thy glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings thou hast ordained praise to, st to still the enemy and the avenger what Psalm 8-2 says. That's not in my notes. It's just, just rolling up out of my spirit from memorization of the word for years. Babies know how to praise God. They come in here and they haven't had all the, the religious pharisaical stuff that says, oh, you don't do that, but they just have a good old time and they grow up in this and they grow up in just the experience of feeling and knowing that God's crazy about them. God's not mad at them. But some of us some of us have had enough of bad religious training that we need, we need to go back and let God teach us again how good he is. Come on, somebody. How amazing he is to walk with him. How phenomenal he is when we'll just call on him. He'll transform our circumstances, or he'll certainly transform our perspective in the middle of them and carry us through them. This morning, I want to just pray with you before we say the amen. Heads bowed, eyes closed, nobody looking around. If you've, if you've never surrendered to Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, Jesus has already fought the battle for you. It was the Lord's battle. He on a cross 2,000 years ago, and he battled for your soul. He shed his blood. His blood was spilt. He shared it with us because he shed it for us. This morning, that's all it takes is one drop, one drop of his blood. The Bible says that if we will confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, that we will be delivered, saved, set free. That's the extension of God's love and his call to you this morning. The net of the gospel is being cast over this whole room. Everybody, the invitation is to everybody in the room. Those of you that are listening on the internet, on our website, you're driving your car, you're sitting in your living room, the word of the Lord is to you. Because no word from God is void of power, just one word can change everything. And the word to you right now is Jesus. He is Savior, He's King, He's Lord. 
If you've never surrendered to him as Savior and Lord of your life, that's your first step right there. But, Pastor, you just don't know how jacked up my life is, what a mess it is. And I just want to tell you, Jesus is not scared of the junk in your closet. he got it covered. He can take care of it. So heads are bowed, eyes are closed, nobody's looking around. If that's you and you would just say, Pastor, please pray for me. I'm desperate. Like Jehoshaphat, I'm begging God to do something in my life. You know something? All you have to do is just reach out and take hold of the free gift of eternal life. You don't have to work for it. don't have to earn it. It is yours in Jesus' name. Maybe this morning you've walked with the Lord for years, but you've been in a place of discouragement because of the the array of the enemies that is gathered around you and conspired against you. Hear these words today in this message and receive the encouragement of faith. And if that's you and you would say, Pastor, I, I need some encouragement. I, I, need, I need a fresh wind, a fresh fire, fresh faith in my heart. Slip your hand up. I want to pray for you. Anybody in this room? Yes, thank you for your hands. Everyone together, I want you to lift these words and pray with me right now. Some of you are coming to the Lord for the first time. Some of you are making a rededication to the Lord, a new commitment, a fresh start. Let's pray together. The whole congregation, come on, everybody lift up your voice right now. Say these words. Father, thank you for this word. I receive it into my heart. Let it work with me and on me. I turn to you. I turn from my past. By faith in the name of Jesus, I ask you to forgive my sin. Save me, Jesus. I trust you. Be Lord of my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, I pray.